Welcome to the Sober Bliss Podcast, bringing you hints, tips, advice and inspiration as you walk your path to living a rich and full alcohol-free life. Discover why sobriety is the most loving gift of self-care and self-love and how you can feel empowered and joyous with your choice to live the abundant life of alcohol freedom that you deserve. I'm Gail MacDonald, coach, teacher, mum and tea drinker, living a life of alcohol freedom and I'm here to help you to transform your relationship with alcohol in a way that feels good so you can live the life you deserve without alcohol holding you back. Good morning and welcome to today's podcast with me Gail from Sober Bliss and today we're going to be talking about simple ways to get through cravings. Now, if you've listened to the first couple of podcast episodes, well, my solo podcast episodes, actually, we've been talking about the early days of sobriety, making the decision to stop drinking, how to get out of your head, how to stop overthinking the decision and take the steps, take the action that you need to get you to where you want to be, which is ultimately an alcohol-free life. So today's episode follows on quite nicely, I think, from the first two episodes because the first thing that we will probably encounter are cravings. And today I'm going to give you some hints, tips, advice and inspiration on how you can manage your cravings and get through those moments. Now, if you are already signed up to the Sober Bliss newsletter, and I hope you are because I send you an email every single week, and when you did sign up, you would get my 10 steps to get through wine o'clock. And there's a lovely guided visualization included in that guide as well. Because let's face it, wine o'clock is often the first challenge that we need to overcome. Wine o'clock is probably the first time that you experience those cravings. So if you're not signed up yet to the Sober Bliss community, the newsletter, head on over to soberbliss.com and grab your free guide to getting through wine o'clock with the wonderful guided visualisation included. So today's episode is an important one and as I said it follows on quite nicely from the first two solo podcast episodes um, because cravings are a fact of life unfortunately. When we stop drinking we will experience cravings for alcohol in some shape or form. Even if you were or you are like me and I made the decision that I just wasn't going to drink anymore no matter what, I still had cravings. But one thing I will say about how I did it and the decision that I made, that decision was so important because it got rid of the will I, won't I 
conversation in my head. It stopped me from thinking, will I have a drink? Won't I have a drink? Instead, it was, okay, so I'm not drinking. What will I do instead? So when a craving came, and believe me, they did, I didn't think about having a drink to get rid of the horrible feeling. I knew that I wasn't going to drink, so then I just had to think about what I was going to do instead. But actually, more importantly, I didn't think about what I was going to do instead. I did something instead. The craving came and I tried over the weeks, months, different techniques, different strategies to get through that craving. Um, and actually, and I've talked about this quite a bit in the past couple of episodes, the doing is much more important than the thinking. The only way you're going to know what works for you in terms of cravings, in terms of getting through your cravings, is to do something, is to try something. You have to experience it and go through it in order to come out the other side feeling stronger. So a little word on cravings. Um, Cravings are urges, desires to drink, basically. And they happen because we come up against a situation, we find ourselves in a situation, in a moment, where we in the past would have reached for a drink and now we're not going to, you know, that's not an option anymore. And I say this from a positive point of view, it's a choice, we've decided we're not going to drink. But we find ourselves in a situation where we would have had a drink before. And now that we're not drinking, we do get that craving, we do get that urge to drink. And, you know, cravings happen, but you can get through them. You absolutely can get through them. And the thing to remember is that they don't last forever. I am almost three years sober and I haven't had a craving for alcohol in any shape or form in a long time. I can't pinpoint the exact moment where the cravings just disappeared but they just don't happen for me anymore. And that is something worth holding on to because often when we are in the beginning stages of the journey or when we're thinking about it, we hear such bad things about cravings. We imagine that we are going to be suffering from cravings or feeling tempted forever and it's just not the case. They do disappear, they do get less, they do get easier. And there's a really nice quote that I'd like you to remember. And it's helpful for, you know, any situation in life really. But when it comes to cravings, just remember that they will pass. So the quote is, this too shall pass. Your craving will pass. You will get through it. You will come out the other side. They will get less. They will get less frequent. 
they won't be as difficult and eventually they will disappear. So hold on to that. Honestly, they won't last forever. Um, so cravings are often, well, always caused by triggers. Now, a trigger is something that causes that urge, that desire, that craving for alcohol. And a trigger can be anything. It can be people, places, emotions, situations, um, feelings, you know, anything that causes an urge or a craving is a trigger. So if you can identify your trigger, and this is one of the strategies to help you with your craving, if you can identify your trigger and manage them or avoid them or put strategies in place to help you, then the craving either won't happen at that moment or it will be less uh, less strong, it won't affect you as much, um, it might not happen at all. So for example, and this probably isn't the best example given that we are in the middle of a pandemic, but if a trigger for you, for example, is going to the pub on a Friday night, then if you're in the early days of sobriety, it might be a good idea to avoid that trigger and not go to the pub. Because if you're not there, you won't be triggered and you won't get a craving. Obviously, that's a really simple, basic one. And actually, that doesn't mean that you will never be able to go to the pub again, because you will, if you want to. But in the beginning stages of sobriety, it's a good idea, you know, not to test your mettle in that respect. So if you've always got together with friends on a Friday night and had a few drinks and a meal, then on your first Friday sober, then do something different. And that is the main strategy, I suppose, for overcoming cravings is to try something different, to do something different. Don't do the thing that you've always done before, especially if it hasn't worked. You know, there's that saying, um, the definition of insanity is repeating the same thing over and over and getting the same result. So if, for example, you have tried in the past to get through cravings by... I don't know, sitting on your hands on the sofa and it doesn't work, then don't do that anymore. Try something different. Uh, so triggers, obviously, when it comes to going out or meeting with friends, they can be easily avoided in the beginning. But it's not always that simple to avoid your triggers. And actually, why should you? You know, if you like to spend time in the summer having a barbecue with your family oh how amazing is that I don't know when we can do that again but if that's what you do if that's what you enjoy doing and if that's when you might have some beers or whatever then 
you should still be able to do that. You will still be able to do that. Just because you're drinking, it doesn't mean that you can't enjoy your time with your friends and your family. But we have to work on cravings first. We have to get you through the early days so that these triggering situations aren't triggering anymore. They are just part of your daily life. They're part of things that you like to do, you enjoy doing, but they don't trigger a craving for alcohol. Um, so yeah, those kind of situations, maybe stress, and we're all going through a lot of stress at the moment, I know this, other difficult situations um, can cause triggers, even normal situations. For example, having a glass of wine in the evening on the sofa. That is your trigger because come Friday evening when you would normally sit on the sofa and have a glass of wine and you're not going to do that anymore, you will probably experience some sort of craving. Now, whether that is a feeling of, I really want to drink, but I'm not going to drink or I miss that situation of relaxing on the sofa in the evening with a glass of wine. A craving can happen because you're not going to do that thing anymore. So while it might not be um, possible to avoid the trigger completely, and again, like I said, you know, why should you? With practice, um, with patience, with time, with, you know, by changing things up and maybe switching your routine around a little bit, um, you will still be able to do the things that you've always done if you want to but you won't be bothered by the craving anymore so just let me explain a little bit about what happens when a craving happens for example okay so um especially if like me you've been drinking for a long time our brain over time learns that, you know, over years, over months, whatever, your brain learns that in certain situations you drink. That's what you do. That's what you've always done. So whether that be like me, I would crack open a beer at two o'clock when I came in from the school run. Or if that is opening a bottle of wine at six or having a gin and tonic after work. These are things that you've always done and your brain learns that at that time you're going to drink. So if you're stressed, for example, and you've always coped with that stress by having a drink, when the stress happens, you will also have a craving if you're not drinking because your brain associates relieving stress by drinking um, and that's, you know, the cycle that we can end up in. So the first time you do that thing without alcohol, your brain thinks, what's going on? I would normally drink at this time. And that's when a craving happens. And also, you know, because drinking at certain situations is so ingrained in what we do, um... You can have a craving or an urge or a feeling, even at the thought of 
that particular situation or that particular moment. And that can be, you know, really worrying. It can be really upsetting and scary because, again, we're kind of projecting ourselves into that future moment and we're thinking, oh, gosh, I'm going out on Friday. It's going to be bad because I'm going to be having a craving because I'm not going to be drinking. And that can cause us to end up in a little bit of a spiral. Um, And that's because, you know, we've always drunk at those times. And on some level, I suppose, we we know, we've learned that alcohol does kind of help in those situations. So we have learned that having a glass of wine will help us relax. We have learned this behaviour because we've repeated it over and over again. And that's key. That's the thing that's important to remember here. We only get cravings because we're not doing the thing anymore. Because we've learned that drinking goes with certain situations. So it makes sense that when we do a thing, an activity, or when we find ourselves in a situation where in the past we've always been in that situation with alcohol, when the alcohol is not there, then it makes sense that we're going to feel a craving or an urge or a desire or something's missing. And that's simply because we've done it over and over and over. We've learned this behaviour. But the good news is that we can unlearn that behaviour. We can learn new behaviour. We can learn new strategies. um, And we can replace the alcohol with something else, something better. So then this new thing becomes the normal thing. After a while, it won't be normal to have a drink of alcohol at a barbecue. After a while, it'll be second nature to do something else when you're in a stressful situation. After a while, it will be the most natural thing in the world to relax with, I don't know, a cup of tea and some soothing music and a candle. And that's because the more we practice, the more we repeat this new behaviour, the less the old behaviour comes to mind. So the more we practice the new thing, the more we do the new thing, then associating that situation with alcohol becomes less and less and less of an association until eventually, you know, you can't imagine having a drink to relax anymore. You know, I mean, let's face it, alcohol It depresses everything, it numbs everything out, so it might switch off these feelings, these emotions in the beginning, but because it also, um, what's the word I'm looking for? It depresses everything, but then it also causes everything else in our bodies to go into overdrive as it 
tries to remove the alcohol, then the relaxed feeling you might get with one glass of wine is soon replaced by other horrible feelings and you want to squash them with even more wine. So that relaxing moment turns into something else completely. Uh, And I will talk a little bit more about what alcohol does to our brain and our bodies in future episodes. But today we're just going to focus on how we can get through those cravings because that is probably the thing that's going to be on our minds the most when we stop drinking and that's the thing that we're going to come up against first. But just remember that um, they don't last forever, they do get easier to manage, they do disappear and it won't always be easy but it is absolutely possible and doable to get through these cravings and the more we commit to doing the new thing instead of drinking then the easier it becomes. The more you practice a new behaviour then the more natural and second nature that new behaviour will become. So what do we do then? What do we do when we experience a craving? The first thing I would say is to be open Have a willingness to try. Be committed to exploring, to experimenting and to trying new things. And this is where your sober toolkit can come in. If you don't know what a sober toolkit or a sober toolbox is, it's basically a collection of strategies, um activities, it can be physical things too that we use to help us stay on the sober path. So for example, the thing that got me through my cravings in the beginning were a variety of things actually Um, and these things are in my sober toolkit and they are tea, chocolate, cake, and walking. So whenever I had a craving in the beginning, I would either make a cup of tea or have a cup of tea and a piece of cake or some chocolate or I would go for a walk and then come back and have a cup of tea. As soon as I felt the craving happen or even if I knew that I was gonna have a craving then I would do something else instead. Now I've written a blog post all about cravings um you can find that on the website if you just go to soberbliss.com and type in cravings in the search you will see that blog post and it's got lots of ideas lots of things that you can try to get rid of the craving. But the thing to remember is that if a craving happens or if you knew if you know a craving is going to happen then do something straight away. So obviously you're completely clear in your choice. You've made the decision that you're not going to drink no matter what. But you might still have a craving. So what are you going to do instead? Now 
what works for one person won't work for somebody else. What works for you now might not work for you in three months or next week even. So you have to be open. You know, this is why I said you need a willingness to try new things. The worst thing that you can do is sit on the sofa, especially if that's where you always sit and have a drink. The worst thing you can do is sit there and think, I'm having a craving, I'm having a craving. Oh my God, this craving's so bad. What am I going to do? It's awful. Because if you feed that emotion, if you feed that craving then it's just going to get worse. So you need to disrupt the pattern. You need to do something different. And whatever you do, whatever works, is the right thing to do. So trust yourself. Listen to yourself. Ask yourself, what is it that I am really craving? What is it that I actually need right now? So be aware Do you want to relax? Are you trying to escape the stress of a situation? Are you trying to calm your thoughts? Do you want a bit of um, connection? Do you want to kick back and let loose? Do you want to feel uplifted? You know, what is it that you actually want in that moment And how can I achieve it? For example, um, if all you want to do is flop down in the chair and switch off, how else can you do that? If all you want to do is relax, if all you need, all you want is that feeling of quiet and calm and peacefulness, How can you achieve that without the alcohol? For example, you might want to just go and lie in the bath for 20 minutes. You might want to close your eyes and listen to some relaxing music. You might fancy a massage. You might want to try some meditation. You know, if you can match your actions you the feeling you are trying to achieve, then that is a great way to get through the craving in the moment. So think about it. What do you need? What do you want? How do you want to feel? And how can you achieve that feeling? If you are tired and stressed and you've been, I don't know, homeschooling all day, or you've been stuck at your desk, or you've been in front of the computer all day, and you want to escape that, you want to block out the work, you want to block out your day, then what can you do to help you with that? Go for a walk, get outside, um, talk to somebody maybe face to face, um, listen to some music, have a dance, go for a drive, sit in the garden, whatever you think will help in that moment, then try it. So some general things that I have tried and that have helped me through cravings are um, eat something. That is probably the first thing. You know, a craving might happen because we're actually hungry. 
we're not craving alcohol at all. Our blood sugar's dropped. And in the past, if you're anything like me, instead of preparing some food, I would just open a can and have a drink. And that kind of boosted my sugar level up. So you might just be hungry. So try that first. Go and get a glass of water, make a cup of tea and have something to eat. And honestly, at this stage, it doesn't matter if that's a piece of cake or a square of chocolate or a sandwich or a fruit. It doesn't really matter what it is. But go and eat something and you probably feel better after you've eaten something. Um, what else can you try? Moving your body, whatever and however you like. Get off the sofa and do something. So you might go for a walk, you might go for a run, you might do some yoga. You might have a dance around the kitchen listening to music. You might do some cleaning or some tidying or some decluttering. You might go and play with the kids. You might do some weight training, you know, anything. Just move your body because exercise is a brilliant way to get through cravings. It boosts our feel-good hormones. It gets us focused on something else. And, you know, physically exercise is great for us. And actually, after doing some exercise, however that looks like for you, after doing some movement, then because of the physical activity, your body, your muscles will naturally relax afterwards. So it's a good way to help you relax later on. It's a good way to help you sleep by doing some physical movement during the day so not only will it help you get through the craving it will help you relax later on and obviously it's great for our physical well-being so move your body in however you like you know whatever works for you just do some movement the other thing that I found quite helpful was journaling um and I don't mean, you know, I haven't got a journaling practice where every morning I sit and write three pages, nothing like that. But when I had a craving, I would sit down and write out that craving. And this exercise is actually one of the tips in my ebook, 10 Steps to Sober Bliss. And it is one of the 10 things that I did and that I continue to do to help me stay alcohol free. Now I don't journal every single day but when I had a craving I would sit down and I would write out that craving. So why was I feeling the way I wanted? How did it feel in my body? What were my thoughts around the craving? What was it that I was actually craving? Sometimes I would just write, oh my god I feel so bad, this craving's awful, when will it pass? Other times I would write things like, okay, I know that I'm having a craving and it's because I've had a bad day. And I would write about my bad day, for example. So it doesn't matter what you write, but if you spend five or ten minutes writing out the craving, then when you you know, finish writing, you will feel a lot better. Because again, 
we've got out of our heads and we've focused our attention, we've focused our thoughts and we've just let them go. We've released them. So writing, journaling is a great way to get through a craving. Go outside. I talk about this a lot. I just mentioned it before, going for a walk. That is the thing that I used to do a lot. Removing yourself from the the room, from the situation, from the space and getting outside is often enough to break that connection, to break that association. And if you can go outside and do some exercise, then even better. So go outside, even if you sit in the garden with a cup of tea, do it. Deep breathing is another brilliant way to get out of your, you know, the craving. Because, again, a bit like writing it out, if you can take your focus away from the the thoughts of the craving, if you can focus your attention on something else, and breathing is the quickest, it's the easiest, it's the simplest, you know, thing to do. It doesn't cost anything. You can do it without anybody noticing. Focusing on your breathing, taking some long, slow, deep breaths, not only helps to get the craving out of your mind, if you like, but when we slow our breath, we also help to calm everything down in our bodies. You know, our breath has a direct um, impact on our physiology. You know, when we're tense, we tend to breathe quickly and quite shallow. And our bodies are tense, our muscles are tense. But when we can slow our breathing, then our bodies naturally relax and soften. And it's the same with your mind. If you're focusing on your breathing, if it's not slow and calm and measured, then your brain will begin to slow down and calm down. And the craving will melt away. This next tip for getting through a craving is something that my members have been talking about quite a lot actually. And that's playing the movie forward. Some people say pay it forward, but I like to say play the movie forward in your head. So imagine if I did have a craving, um, if I did reach for a drink to get me through that craving, what would happen? Where would I end up? You know, yeah, the drink will obviously get rid of the craving. But then after that, what happens? Because you never just stop at one drink. After that one drink, you'll want another and another. And then, you know, where will you end up? Where will that take you? If you can play the movie in your mind forward, right to the end. And then, you know, ask yourself, do I really want to be there? Do I really want to go there? Do I really want to do that? Do I really want to end up passing out on the sofa again? Do I really want to miss out on spending time with my family? Do I really want to, I don't know, make a fool of myself? Or do I really want to wake up in the morning feeling just so bad, feeling like I've let myself down? 
Of course you don't. And the other way you can play the movie in your mind forward is to imagine, okay, so I'm having this craving and if I don't drink, how amazing am I going to feel in the morning? What am I going to be able to get done this afternoon? I'm going to enjoy this fabulous meal that I'm going to be able to cook. I'm going to watch the film with my family and remember it. I'm going to go and have a bath and feel amazing. You know, so try the two different scenarios, like the sliding doors thing, I suppose. How will you feel by the end of the night and the next morning if you do drink? And how will you feel at the end of the night and the next morning if you don't? And then pick the one that is the best. And I guarantee it's the not drinking one. (laughs) If you can... This next tip is a good way to get through cravings and it is just to sit with it and notice it, feel it and experience it. And I think it's called urge surfing is where you actually connect deeply with the feelings that you are experiencing. Notice where it is in your body How does it feel? Go with it. Because cravings tend to come in waves. And I suppose that's where the urge surfing comes from. Because you're surfing the craving. You're surfing the the urges like you would if you were surfing a wave. So they will come and they will be quite intense. But then as you get over that, they will die down and get less. And then it might come up again. You know, you might have another wave of a craving. And this is a really good thing to do because if you can get comfortable with being uncomfortable, it's such a powerful way to get rid of the craving quicker in the sense that you're facing your fear in that moment If you can drop into your body, ride it out, really feel it and notice it and experience it and actually experience it not being as bad as you actually thought, facing your fear in this way makes it less scary. And it's the same with any difficult emotion, you know, fear or worry or guilt. If you can embrace it if you like, accept it, feel it, notice it and allow yourself to sit with it as you work through it, then the next time it happens you know exactly what it is that you're going to experience, you know exactly how it feels and it's not as scary anymore. So if you can, try that. But again, with all of these tips, If it gets too much, if it's not working, then do something else. Don't struggle. Don't force yourself to sit through these craving feelings. Don't force yourself to sit through a guided meditation. If it's really not working, go and try something else. You know, 
the more we can try and experiment and explore, the easier it becomes to manage these cravings, to get through these cravings and the less scary they become and the less frequent they become. So I suppose that's my last tip really and that is just to do something, do anything and just keep trying, keep doing, keep experimenting. If the walk doesn't help, try something else. If a cup of tea doesn't help, try something else. If the cake really didn't help, which I'm, I'm pretty sure cake does help, but if it doesn't, try something else. Keep trying. You know, it's a good idea to have a list of things that you can easily do. Keep the list close. You know, if you have to tick them off one by one and just keep going down your list until you can get through that moment. Just keep going. Because if one thing doesn't work, I guarantee you something else will. So keep trying. Keep getting through it. You know, be open, explore, experiment. And above all, keep going with it. If one thing doesn't work, then try something else. And also remember, if a bubble bath worked on a Friday night, it might not necessarily work on a Tuesday. But that doesn't mean that, you know, bubble bath won't work again. It might just mean that you needed something different in that moment. So be open. Keep trying. And I promise you, the more that you replace the natural go-to, which was having a drink, with something else, the more second nature, the more natural, the easier it will be to reach for the new thing instead of the wine. Um, A couple of examples of people who have got through craving successfully and what they did. And there's a lovely lady in our membership who used to lie in the bath and put really loud music on and listen to that in her headphones. And that was, you know, how she did it on an evening, for example. Somebody else I spoke to was, um, she started weightlifting. Another lady, she always associated having a drink in her living room So she then decided that she would switch things up and she would make her kitchen a really nice place to go to. She's got a big kitchen, so she put a little sofa in there. So she would then go and sit in the kitchen on her new sofa. So think about changing your environment also. And we're going to talk about how you can change your environment to help with new habits in another episode. But yeah, when a craving comes, it might be just as simple as going into another room. You know that thing where you go upstairs and then when you get there, you've forgotten what you went upstairs for? That can work with cravings too. So simply removing yourself from the room is enough to break that connection, break that association. And that's what we're aiming for. So I'd love to know what works for you when it comes to getting through a craving 
What helps you? What do you try? What have you tried? What is the thing that really helps you get through these tricky situations? I'd love to hear from you. So you can um, get in touch with me on Instagram, send me an email, come and join the Blissfully Sober Facebook group and share your insights in there. If you want some you know, one-to-one personal support and connection, then come and join the Transform membership space and we can share ideas, hints, tips, you know, advice in a safe, supported space and we can help you even more manage your cravings if you are struggling. Don't forget to sign up to the Sober Bliss newsletter where you get your free guide to getting through wine o'clock and there's a lovely guided visualization in there to help you with your craving so do let me know how you found this episode I'd love to hear from you and let me know what you do that helps you get through your cravings for alcohol good luck with everything I know you can do it I believe in you all you have to do is believe in yourself